Welcome to Bangalore Revival Center, a church dedicated to loving God and serving people. Today, we have our pastor Onyekachi ministering from the Word of God on holding fast to sound doctrines. We believe this word will be a blessing to you. The Lord has given me a word which is titled, Hold Fast to the Sound Doctrine. Hold fast, hold on to the sound doctrine. I believe it's always the will of a father for his son, whom he has transformed his wealth to do well, even better than he, right? No father wants to see his son messed up what he has labored for. Because Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy, in a point of time, Timothy's authority was questioned. And Apostle Paul wrote to him, and this letter was written from, you know, he wrote from Rome in early AD 67. And Apostle Paul starts with greetings. If you read 2 Timothy, let's just read the verse before I jump into the message. 2 Timothy 1 verse 13 and 14. Hold on to the pattern of the wholesome teaching you learned from me, a pattern shaped by the faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. Verse 14. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who live within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. Amen. Amen. You know, Apostle Paul, starting with, from verse 1, he starts with greeting, as I said earlier. From verse 3 to verse 4 was thanksgiving and prayer. Verse 5 to 7 is the commission of the good news. Now comes to the main point of this letter. This is time Timothy was challenged. Timothy was intimidated, you know, intimidated by a group of people in the same church. Timothy lacked, you know, Timothy, he lacked the courage, he lacked the confidence. There was no perseverance, there is no persistence to do something in spite of the difficulty and the delay in achieving success of what had been, you know, transferred or handed over to him. And Apostle Paul started with his message, with his letter, he said, Timothy, he said, hold on, hold on. What, is, what, I, what am I asking you to hold on to? There is something that you learned from me. There is something that has been transferred to you. There is something that I have entrusted to you. Christ came to this earth. He lived a sinless life. He lived a life of sacrifice. He got to a point he said, not my will, but the will of the Father, which means Timothy, I learned from Christ. Christ has transported something inside of me. He has moved something inside of me. Christ has deposited something great, which I have also deposited into you through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now I'm asking you, my dear friend, my dear partner, my dear predecessor, I'm asking you, hold on to this true gospel. Let's uh, read 2 Timothy 3 verse 14. The Bible says, but you must remain faithful to the things you have had me taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. Number one thing I want you to focus here is, must. 
Apostle Paul was not saying to Timothy, you can, you can choose. Perhaps. No. Timothy is a mandate. Is a man. In fact, you have no any objection. You must be faithful to this word, to this doctrine. Because you can trust those who taught you this word. You can trust them. Remain faithful what you have learned from me. Because there are imposters increasing more and more with wrong doctrines. Deceiving and being deceived by themselves. Just like the Bible, one of the faith prophets who uses prophecy to draw crowd. You must continue holding fast to what you have learned from me. In this point of time, I believe Apostle Paul was telling Timothy, look, it doesn't matter who opposes you, but one thing I want you to know, be careful because there is a spirit behind this doctrine that this guy are preaching. Watch out. Apostle Paul continues saying, Timothy, what I'm asking you to hold on is a design. Is a format, is a setup, a layout, a custom, method, habit, manner of lifestyle. You must hold on to these things because they are very good. This is something you can't deal without. Every nation, you, you, U.S., is founded by principle, right? They lay a foundation. The forefathers, they lay a foundation. Any government that comes in they still go back to that foundation. They still go back to that format. Every business has a format. Timothy, this our business has a format and you must keep to it. Because the new prophets didn't learn from any true senior prophet. Who will teach them the right word of God? So check the spirit at work in them. Timothy, these guys, they don't even have anyone whom, see, if you check, there are so many prophets out there today. It's all about prophecy. It's all about prophecy. They say they encounter Christ. Yes, you, you, have, you can say that I didn't disagree. But it's necessary to know that these guys have someone whom they submit to. If you don't have anyone you submit to, believe me, at the end of your life, people will see serious messed up. This guy, they don't have anyone whom they learn from. But you, Timothy, you have one. I am one of them. What I gave to you, what I've been released to you through the power of the Holy Spirit is very important. It's not like what these guys have. What they have is not true gospel. What you are holding is a sound doctrine. The Bible said in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 21. But test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Taste everything that is said. The word. The, anything they say. Anything they bring to you. Taste it. That is why you need to check out which spirit are they operating with. That is where we need the discernment of the spirit. He said, check out. Because if you don't, I believe each one of us seated here, we are Timothy to Apostle Paul. 
every one of you, even those who are not here, we are all Timothy to Apostle Paul, the father of this house. When we hear some certain doctrine outside, see, believe me, I'm sharing this message because not what I want. I told my wife what I felt to share is the unusual favor of God. But when I was taught in the scripture, the Lord told me, what you're going to share for me is from, I heard it so clear, 2 Timothy. And I was reading, I was held up here. I was asking myself, what is this? Now, it goes to a point I come to understand. Every message that I have to share, the Lord will allow me to go through that process so that it will make sense to me. I go through the process. I'm not sharing an encounter that I learned from someone or what I watched from someone, but I'm sharing to you from my own experience what the Lord allowed me to go through in this season. So, I believe God allowed me to share this word so that we all can be liberated in one way or the other that we have heard or be part of this fake doctrine. Amen. He said, hold on to this pattern. Hold on to this pattern. Second Timothy 2 verse 2. The Bible said, Timothy, look. I'm not telling you to hold on to this pattern because you had it from someone. Timothy, I, you didn't watch me, you know, like in those days you say, I watched through uh, YouTube, right? Or I saw it on social media. No, Timothy, you can't say the network was bad. You didn't hear this message. No, it's 2G network. No, no. Timothy, you can't say that to me. Timothy, you heard me teach these things. You were there, present. You were present. You were not told. It says, you have heard me teach these things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now, now, teach this truth to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to another. Now, the main focus here is to motivate you heard me take this message. I didn't send anyone to you. When this great sound doctrine was delivered to you, there is no one I sent to say, okay, go and lay hand on Timothy. Timothy, when your mom and your grandma brought you into faith, you, this great mantle was released upon you. So in other words, Timothy, you need, you, you're supposed to have understand all these things. You're supposed to know what this message is all about. You're supposed to have known what I'm emphasizing on. You're supposed to know what my focus is on this letter to you. You know, Apostle Paul shift his attention to Timothy said, I didn't just write, I didn't just teach. You didn't just see me teach these things, but also... You saw me live the life. My life was an example. I, 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 I lay a row, a, 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 a door. I open up a door and I let you through. I walk through that door that you might walk the same that door. In 2 Timothy 3 verse 10, the Bible said, But you, Timothy, certainly know 
You know what I teach and how I live and what my purpose in life is. You know my faith, my patience, my love, and my endurance. Timothy, every, every week we receive messages from this house. In week, in out. Every Sunday we come back here. We are being filled with the word of God. And we see how our father live. This is, Apostle Paul was talking to Timothy. He was using himself as an example. So I'm going to use our father as an example also. There are things we do. We don't follow the footsteps of our fathers. We don't even want to learn from them. Mean from their own lifestyle, from their own faith, from their patient, from their belief, how they love. You know, I love what daddy said one day. He said, I have come to a place that I have to love anyone, even if it comes to a point you have to leave the church or you don't like me, I still have to love you. Even if you want to rebel, I will still love you because that is what it's all about. To live Christ-like. So, Timothy, you saw me live this life. So, these are the lifestyle I have lived. I live by faith. Because one, I received this word by faith. And I live this life by faith. It's not by sight. Nothing I do, I do by sight. They're all done by faith, Timothy. Yes. It's all by faith. I hear by faith. I receive by faith. I receive this great vitamin B9 by faith. It's very good for nourishment. Timothy, when I received this gospel, I was sick because I was persecuting the church. I was so sick. But when I receive it, it equipped me. It strengthens me. It gives me the ability to grow strong and stronger. And to function in the right way. If you read Romans 10 verse 17. The Bible says the faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news. About what? Christ. So what you hear. This sound doctrine Timothy that have been transferred to you. That I'm asking you to hold on to. When I receive it, I want to tell you what it did for me. I was sick, seriously sick. I was mentally disturbed. My point of view of Christianity was zero. I thought I know it all. But when I receive it, I have what they call clarity. My doubt was cleared. My sickness was healed. So, Timothy, this word I receive, it by hearing the gospel. This undiluted truth gospel. Let me tell you, the word of God, the doctrine of about Jesus Christ, is a great medicine for the sick. The house of God is an hospital. Where every sick people comes in and receive the right doctrine. See, for so many of my doubt to be cleared, was cleared here. There are things I say, there are things I believe. 
That is the doctrine. But it wasn't. This is how this power of the gospel is to, uh, to, to the body, Timothy. Bible said in Luke 3, uh, 5 verse 31. It said, Jesus answered them. Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Healthy people, they don't need a doctor. Jesus was passing and saw the tax collector. You know, he, he called him and said, come, follow me. I'm going to be a guest of honor in your house tonight. And he stood up and followed Jesus. When they got to the house, the banquet was set. His friends, they also tax collector, they were all seated there. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they begin to mourn and ask the disciple of Jesus, what is your master doing with this kind of people? Why is he eating with thieves? Why is he dining with this kind of men? And Jesus turned to them and said, look, healthy people doesn't need doctor. It's only the sick. So sound doctrine bring healings to our body. I looked at it, I call it vitamin B9 because it helps your cells to grow, to function very perfectly. I had this, one of my brother went to his house. As I was talking, I noticed his lips was completely dry and whitish. So he picked up something like a uh, cream and rubbed his mouth. I said, you don't need this. Eat fruit. Eat good fruit. That's what you need. What is that good fruit that I was telling him? To us here is the sound doctrine. What is being released to you every week in and week out? That is the sound doctrine. Timothy, I want you to understand that the devil knows the power of gospel. The enemy, he knows the power of this gospel. Let me, t let me just ask a question. If you know, if you are in the place of, no, let me not use our church as an example. If one know he's in the shoe of Satan, that there is no salvation for him. There is no redemption for him. Will he allow someone else who has the opportunity for salvation to have it? No. He would do everything possible to twist it. Mind you, sound doctrine is undiluted word of God. It's a life pattern. It's Christ's character. It's Christ's life. The death of Christ is the sound doctrine. His resurrection is a sound doctrine. If anything, if anything, anyone preach anything or something else than that, that is not a sound doctrine. We have heard people say, I am Christ. You see them, even you watch them on YouTube, they said, Christ said he's going to come back, I'm the Christ. There are so many who said that is, the resurrection has already taken place. That is not a sound doctrine. So what the sound doctrine is, is the truth, the authentic truth. The authentic, see, there is true and there is truth. The sound doctrine is the true truth, not just true. Because there are true that looks like true, which are not true. 
true or false? True, true. Thank you. <laughs> Let's read uh, Matthew 25, verse 41. The Bible says, Then the king will return to those on the left hand and said, Away with you, you cast one into the internal fire, prepared for who? Devil and his demons. So this is where, Timothy, you have to be more careful. This is my, my focus to this message, to this letter I'm writing to you. Understand that the enemy knows the power of the gospel. He knows that salvation is not for him. He knows there is a place prepared for him already. What is he going to do? He's going to do something that you wouldn't like. So I want you to pay so much attention. The Bible said, go away with you. Go. Who are those people? The same people that this enemy, the same devil is going to twist the gospel and give. At the end of the day, they'll be thrown into the lake of fire because the devil don't want to be there alone. The Bible says in Matthew 8 verse 29, they began screaming at him. Why are you interfering with us, son of God? Have you come here to torture us before God's appointed time? The devil knows the power of gospel. He knows his own time. He knows his time is running out. If you know your time is running out, you have to hasten your plans, right? Let me tell you, Everything that you see on television, everything that you hear on the news broadcast, these are the hasting of the Satan plans because he knows his time is up. Timothy, be very careful. Be very careful. Why do you need to be careful? You need to avoid this kind. I want you to avoid these kinds of people. See, the devil has his own vessels just as God has us as his own vessel. He raised his own vessels to do what? To twist the gospel. To bring diluted gospel. To bring adulterated gospel. But Timothy, you need to avoid them. Bible said in 2 Timothy, avoid worthless, foolish talks that only leads to more godless behavior. Now, I don't see this as just a talk. Timothy, avoid these gatherings of people. Uh, see, there are people you shouldn't sit with. There are people you shouldn't have conversation with. If you don't have the spirit of discernment, believe me, once you finish having conversation with them, from that day henceforth, you see your character, everything about you change. Timothy, avoid this message. Avoid this, they're preaching. There are preaching everywhere that is so sweet. Oh man, if you listen to these guys when they preach, wow, you, be, if I, you get lost. You, your, your mouth will be completely open, laughing. <laughs> It's so sweet. I call it sweet talk. 
sweet coated mouth. The devil have, you know, made their words so sweet that when you hear it, you don't want to listen to the other truth, that which is truth. You just want to focus on this. Timothy, avoid these guys. Because the way they are coming, if they finally succeed, Timothy, I'm going to see you the other side. I believe it's not the will of God for we to be seen on the other side of the world. That is what the Lord is bringing this word this morning. Let me tell you the truth. This, as I said earlier, it happened to me. I experienced it. But you know one thing which is so shocked? You wouldn't even know when it happened. It seems normal. You don't even know when. See, it's a spirit. It's a spirit. When one is talking to you, what they are carrying is instantly transferred to you. If your spirit man is not in a lot, is not in the right stand with God, you will be overwhelmed with what they carried. I didn't know when it started. But all I could hear, someone called me from Africa and said, I received a prophetic word for you. The Lord said, your season in India has been over for three years. Now you need to come back home. Do everything you can do. Come back home. If you are here, your life is finished. I began to disturb my spiritual father. Please. <laughs> this is, see, it sounds funny. I'm, I have to tell you the fact. It sounds funny. But you don't know when it starts. What, the only thing you see, if, you are, if the grace is not there with you, that is when you lose it all. Because why would the enemy bring this adulterated gospel? Because he knows there is something new that is about to happen in your life. He knows there is a new shift of season coming to your way. So what he wants to do is to divert your attention from what is true to the face true. But I believe this morning, as the Lord is speaking through me, Every bondage of face prophecy, face prophecy, face teaching, face conversation that you have heard, every spirit that have held you down have been broken this morning in the name of Jesus. The Bible said in 2 Timothy 2 verse 17, it said this kind of talk spread like cancer as in the case of Hermenius and Philetus. These are two people, Apostle Paul was calling the attention of Timothy. Remember, this guy, this is who they are. I know them. There are people who I have encountered. Remember, these guys do the same thing. What is happening to you now? What you experience? There were those who I encountered. In the case of these two guys, their words, their talks is like cancer. It kills. It doesn't kill instantly cancer. You know that, right? Cancer, you know, it, it, it deals with people. You see someone who is so handsome, so healthy, gradually diminishing, gradually. You see the person at the last stage, you're like, oh God, why? That is what happened to us when we receive that fake, that face doctrine. 
That is, we begin to shrink. You, to you as a believer, to you as a child of God, you thought you were still on the right stand. You thought you still, what you were carrying is still intact. No. It's a gradual process. A gradual process is being taken out from you. You know, it sucks. Before you see yourself, rest in peace. But I know that is not your portion this morning. The Lord is speaking to us as a family. And also the Lord is speaking to me personally. When I stood there, I was worshiping. I said, Lord, I felt something happened to me there. I just had the word, whatsoever has been broken. And I know whatsoever that is not of the Lord has been broken today. Amen. Amen. They come with a sweet talks. So sweet. But I know God is exposing their plans. Timothy, this kind of wrong, twisted poison, gospel, was what got people out of the way. This is what caused people to go out of the way. This is what take people out of it because these guys, what they are carrying is what they receive, right? You can't give what you don't have. You can't give what you don't have. These guys are carrying fake doctrine, which they receive. What they are carrying is not sound doctrine. It's not the healthy food. It's not the healthy manner that the Lord have led for us. And what they carry, they are willing to give it to people. That is what takes them out of the way. Bible said in 2 Timothy 2 verse 18, they have left the path of truth. Claiming that the resurrection of the dead has already occurred. In this way, they have turned some people away from the faith. These guys, they didn't just fall out of the blue, you know. Begin to carry the fake prophecy. Something happened. There was an encounter. Either they receive it by conversation or they receive it by the sermon they listen to or they receive it by the people they gathered with. Bible said, Bible said, evil communication corrupt good manners. They were corrupted by what they, you know, found themselves doing. Disease from this kind of people. And these guys, Timothy, truly, I'm afraid of these guys. I, I, there is a deep fear inside of me from what I'm seeing from these guys. These guys was taken away from the true gospel. They left the path. I know these guys will not just sit quiet without doing something. I know these guys are up to something, Timothy. Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Corinthians. He's using this word for emphasis. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 3. The Bible says, But I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted, just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. I fear. I fear. This is your undivided attention. Will be corrupted. 
Let me downgrade a bit. I want to talk to the church, Timothy. I'm, I'm so much afraid that this church, their undivided attention will be corrupted just as it's happened in the Garden of Eden. In fact, if you read uh, Genesis 2 verse 17, the Bible, you know, explained to us more how Eve was deceived. The Bible said, accept the truth of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat, if you eat his fruit, you are sure to die. Accept this fruit, this kind here. Accept this one. These are true, which are not truth. These are doctrine, which are not true doctrine. These are words, which are not sound words. These are a doctrated message. If you can take any word, you can receive any word from this garden, from this house, which I have placed you, but any other one which you take, you'll be sure to die. But because her intention was, this thing looked good. I think if I add it to what I have, it's going to make more sense. Let me test it. Just like sometime we see some teachings, we see some gatherings of people, we see some people come around us. You hear the Spirit of the Lord telling you, don't associate with that person. But because of your physical eyes, your, you know, your physical mind judgment, how the persons appear, you're like, you know, it's okay. Let me not avoid them so that they don't get offended. Apostle Paul is saying to Timothy here, let them get offended. It doesn't matter. Your soul, your work with God, what has been deposited in you is more important than how they feel. Amen. Amen. Eve went ahead and she took it. It's not your physical death. That is the spiritual death. The spiritual death is more worse than physical death. I have experienced it. You pray, you pray, you don't hear anything. You read the gospel, you become confused. Whenever you want to do something reasonable for God, you know, your mind changes overnight. But when you see that message coming, you draw to it, you go back into that gospel again. When you see these people talking those funny words, you know, those jokes, those caricature, you know, comedy, they do. You want to be part of them. But when it comes to that serious encounter with the Father, no, it doesn't happen. You become cold. The Lord is saying to you this morning, is there are those around you who make this kind of comedy jokes? You know, that draw your attention too much in a place of laughing. Please desist from them. Because their presence, their appearance, your communication with them will kill your spiritual man. And I know the Lord is vindicating you this morning in Jesus' name. You know, Apostle Paul moved down more he, in, in uh, Galatians. He began to speak how these guys deliberately, just like the serpent, 
deceive Eve. He said, these guys, whatever they're doing, don't think they're doing it by mistake. No. It's not by chance. They knew what they're doing. They're out there for a mission. And they will not rest until they accomplish their plans. Sometimes we felt what one said to us, the conversation we have with them, no, they didn't, you know, that is not purposely. It's a mistake somehow. It's not mistake. There was a force who is out to accomplish a plan. And he would never sleep until that plan prosper. The Bible said, but it's, it's, a, it's not the good news at all. It's not a good news at all. You are being fooled by this, by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. But it's not true gospel. You've been fooled. This guy brought this message to you. They brought this kind of conversation to you. They call you, come and sit. And you, you know, acceptably, you know, go into the conversation. He said, they didn't do this thing when it happened. When it will happen, it's not by chance. It's not by mistake. They deliberately twist it. They know what they're doing because the devil knows that he doesn't have any chance for salvation. He doesn't have any chance for redemption. So whosoever he has won their soul, those ones also are, their plan is to make sure you also, you are being fooled like the way they are. I know some, I have seen some people in life, when they lose something, they want to see another lose. When they're in pain, they want to see another in pain. Have you seen such a people? I have encountered them. When things are not going well with them, they're like, no, how can things go well with this person? He should be in the same shoe. I want him to test it. These are people the enemy has sent. They can't hear the gospel and they can't hear the voice of God. They're like, no. How can every time this guy just come and give a word of prophecy, word of knowledge, why everything is working for him? They are in the church, not outside the church. Mind you, this is the word of Apostle Paul to Timothy. He was saying to Timothy, look, this kind of people, they are in the church, they are hiding in the church. You need to be careful. See, it's not our church alone. I'm not saying these people are here in the church. But what I'm bringing to you this morning is if you have been in this kind of gathering, if you have experienced this kind of thing, you need to begin to wake up from your sleep. You need to avoid these people because whatever they do, they deliberately do it. It's not by chance. Because these people, their message is now turning not about what Christ has done. It's about their own effort. What you can see. Any gospel that is not directed to God. That is not bringing the glory to the name of Jesus. Is a fake doctrine. Are we good with that? So. Here, uh, let's just uh, quickly read uh, Romans 4 verse 5. Bible say, but people are counted as righteous, not because of their work, 
but because of their faith in God, who forgives what? Sinners. So, I receive by faith. I live by faith. It's not about what I have done. Timothy, the life I live, I live by faith. When I hear, I hear by faith. And I was able to receive it by faith. And I lay example for you by faith. It's not by my own work. But these guys, this is what they are going to teach. What they are teaching is about the resurrection has been already occurred, number one. And number two is now about what you can do for yourself. You know, I just remember this Bible verse. The, uh, this is what the spirit, uh, the spirit produces. Patient, love, kindness, gentleness, right? But what do we say to people most of the time? Be patient. Have self-control. You can't produce it on your own. It's impossible. The scriptures say, this is what the spirit produces, right? Not what I or you can produce. So if you want to talk to somebody next time, I will put it in this way. Tell the person, I pray that the spirit of the Lord will give you patience. Not to tell the person, be patient. You can't even exercise patience on your own because if you are like in my place, when I get angry, I don't see patient. But later I said, oh Lord, give me patient. So I will, this is not something we can do for ourselves. But this is what this guy preaches. This is what they focus the mind of the people. It's not what you can do for yourself. In fact, if you work very well, your sin will be forgiven. If you work very well, this is how you can obtain favor. And if you work hard, this is how you can obtain grace. Grace is not by work. Favor is not by work. Bible said, I will have mercy upon whom I will have mercy. That is the word of God. It's not what you can do for yourself. It's what Jesus has done for you. He said, you are not counted what? Righteous. Because of what? Your own works is by faith that he forgives sinners. Not by my work that God forgives me. Not by my work that I've now I received Christ. Not by my own work that I encounter the Holy Spirit. Brother, pray, pray hard, pray hard. The Spirit of the Lord will come. It's your heart prayer that caused the presence of the Lord. No. It's good to pray hard. But can you pray by your own effort? Without the Spirit of the Lord, you cannot hear the heart of the Father. Without the spirit of the Lord, you cannot even have any word of knowledge. Jesus said that when the advocate will come, he will remind you all that I have taught you. He's your helper. He, I call him my tutor. He teaches me. He teaches you. It's not in your hard work. It's not in my hard work that I can read the scripture and explain it. No. It's because there was a spirit of God. There was faith in me that believed with the power of the Holy Spirit, I can do all things. But these guys are focusing the message on what you can do. In fact, it didn't end there. He said, but you believe in faith. Why now are you living as if it's by your own effort? 
Galatians 3 verse 3. He said, how foolish can you be after starting new life in the spirit? Why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? You started well. The church started well. They started with the, with the gift of the spirit. They started in believing what the spirit of God can do for them. But why now? You're now focusing on what you can do for yourself. Because why? This guy have released this kind of message. And it has affected you. The church. That is why you are living as if it's by your own strength. Apostle Paul wrote a message that really inspires me. He said, Timothy, I know you've been questioned. I don't know if you've been questioned before. If your authority has been questioned by people around you. I have been. Some of them may not approach you with, you know, verbal words. Their character, their body language. The, the, the way they look at you shows you your authority has been questioned. He said to Timothy, look, it doesn't matter what these people preach. It doesn't matter what these guys teach. But don't allow any of them to look down on you. Be bold. That is why I'm writing to you. Remember what you carry, Timothy. What I have deposited inside of you is something great that is very good. And healthy for people around you. It's not just for you. First Timothy 4 verse 12. He said, don't let anyone think less of you. Because you are young. Be an example to all believers. In what you say. In the way you live. In your love. In your faith. And in your purity. Timothy, you don't need to answer this once. With verbal word. But let your answer be through what I have deposited in you. Because it's a lifestyle. It's a character that you have to demonstrate for them. Live by example. Show them I'm not a kid. Don't go talking. Don't go wasting your time. They can do all their talkings. But what I want you to focus is to live by example. Live by faith. Show love to them. What you have in you, that you know, self-conscious mind, let it conceive what is pure. Something great has been instructed to you. Something great has been handed over to you. You've been entrusted with a great message. Timothy, this is a great sound doctrine that you have with you. Timothy, listen, you were custodian. You were custodian to this sound doctrine. Your responsibility is to protect what has been transferred to you. Most of you here work in a company. When you sign a contract with your company, what do you do? You make sure you deliver the best job, right? You don't, you don't joke with it. If anyone comes close to your laptop, you know, you get, you, you get mad at the person. No, 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 don't talk this. This is for the company. 
This is how we should be so ferocious to anyone who come to this undiluted sound word that we receive week in and week out here. We don't have to take it lightly with anyone. We don't have to take it lightly to any gospel that comes around us. He said, Timothy, you've been trusted with something great. You are a custodian. You are to keep this thing in a good condition. You are not just a custodian, but steward. The talent you carry inside of you is not yours. The life you have is not yours. The treasure you have is not yours. Everything that you possess is not yours. They are for what? For the glory of God. So whatever you receive from this house, it has to do what? To multiply for his glory. That is the essence the word has been released for, to you. The Bible says in 2 Timothy, it says, all scriptures is inspired by God. And it's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. To correct us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Number one, the scripture instructs us. It convicts us. It corrects us. It trains us in righteousness. It equips us in doing the good work. It brings clarity to our thoughts. That, that hidden doubt, that hidden motives that is in us. That is what you are carrying, Timothy. This is what has been deposited inside of you. This sound doctrine, it instructs, it motivates, it corrects, it equips you to do the good work. If this is not just for you, Timothy, alone, there are people whom you are leading. This message, this sound doctrine is meant for them. So if you don't protect it very well, if you don't guide it very well, if you don't steward it very well, it's not going to have the effect that is being released unto you. Amen. The Bible says in Jeremiah 23, verse 29, Do not my word burn like fire, says the Lord. It is not like a mighty hammer that smashes a rock to pieces. Isn't my word born like fire? So, Timothy, in other words, what have been deposited inside of you, what have been transferred to you, that I'm asking you to hold on to, is a mighty weapon that burns like fire when you release it. Every fake doctrine in the life of the people will completely burn off. Every hidden prophecy, every hidden doubt will be made exposed. In fact, every hard-hearted will be smashed in pieces. Because that is the power of this great doctrine. You carry inside of you. You need to understand what you are carrying, Timothy. This is so powerful. That you don't need to toil. You don't need to joke with it. Hold it so strong. Hold on to it. Apostle Paul goes on and says, Timothy, understand this. When I received this sound doctrine, I was not ashamed of it. I was not ashamed. 
I spoke so boldly. And it's because of this sound doctrine that I'm in prison. I trust my life in God and he's managing my life for me. I love the way he's managing this life for me because I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Second Timothy 1 verse 12. That is why I am in the prison, but I am not ashamed of it. For I know the one in whom I trust, and I am sure that he is able to guide what I have entrusted to him until the day of his return. Apostle Paul is telling Timothy, look, the power of the gospel is so strong that I have to guide it very well. When it was released to me by our Lord Jesus, I didn't joke with it. I was not even ashamed of this gospel. Sometimes we become ashamed of this sound doctrine. We try to say something to fit in. We try to say something so that we can be accepted. You are in a place where a wrong doctrine or a wrong conversation is going on. Instead of it to speak out, you begin to speak in a manner to fit in. Not to expose the lies, the wrong conversation that is going on among these people with the sound doctrine. You begin to compromise. Apostle Paul said to me, look, I didn't compromise. I don't even care who was looking at me. I don't care who was thinking what I'm, say, what I'm doing. They may see me that I'm wrong, but I know what I'm doing because it was given to me. It was transferred to me. It was entrusted to me by our Lord Jesus Christ. So I want you to do the same. Do not be ashamed. Do not be ashamed. I trust my life to him. And he's managing it very well for me. Let me tell you, when you manage this sound doctrine that has been deposited to you, you know what it does? It brings protection to your life. When you begin to compromise the sound doctrine, things begin to happen that will affect you. But when you protect it, when you manage it very well, it protects you. Amen. Bible said in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 2. I purposely picked all the whole letters from Apostle Paul because these are his words. This is what he encountered. So he's teaching to Timothy by referring him back to what he has encountered. He said, now a person who is put in church as a manager must be what? Not you can be faithful. It's a must. It's mandatory that you must be faithful to that sound doctrine that has been deposited inside of you. This sound doctrine that has been transferred to you, that has been entrusted in your hand. Every day will come here. If, if at daddy works so hard every week, to bless us from Monday to Saturday, we'll receive podcasts. That is, you know, the, the, the amount of his hard work, sometimes I like, God, when will I be able to work at least 50% like this? It's so, so strong. We are so blessed that every week in, week out, we've been deposited, you know, things 
Sound doctrine has been deposited inside of us. What are you doing with it? Are you managing them well? That is the question this morning. Are you holding on to it so tight? Or did you just neglect, you know, neglect them or say, oh, I'm too busy for this? No, I know, I know this message. I know, I know what this one is talking about. I don't need to listen to it. We sometimes do that. But it's good for you to be a good manager. It's must, in fact, to be faithful. Protect what has been given to you. Second Peter 2 verse 5, the Bible read, And God did not spare the ancient world, except who? Noah and his seven orders in his family. Noah warned the world about God's righteous judgment. So God protect Noah. And when he destroyed the world of ungodly people with what? Vast flood. What did Noah do? Noah warned the people. When he received this message, this sound word, he makes sure he doesn't end with him. Mm -mm. He said, this is for everyone. I must let them know that the judgment is coming. Noah warned them. But when the judgment came, was Noah protected or not? He was protected. Why? Because he managed this sound doctrine. He managed it very well. The power of the gospel, the light of the word, the conqueror of death, saving power, eternity, manifestation of God's grace and glory. It saves, it protects. That is what you are carrying. Romans 1.16 For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. The Jewish first and also the Gentiles. It's a power at work. The power, the sound doctrine is at work in us every second, every minute. As it's been released, it's working in us. So now, Timothy, I have a great request for you. I want you to preach this sound doctrine. Preach it. Don't hold on to it. 2 Timothy 2 verse 2. You have heard me teach these things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. He said, now, teach this truth to all the trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Now, 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 what you are holding on to, what I'm asking you to hold on to, what I'm asking you to protect, to steward, it's not just to keep it for yourself. Now, Timothy, you need to do what? Preach. Transfer the same sound doctrine that has been deposited into you to someone else. Those who will be able, those trustworthy people that will carry it to another, to another generation. Because this gospel, this sound doctrine is not meant to end here. 
Deuteronomy 11 verse 19. Teach them your children. Talk about them. When you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are at sleep, when you are, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up, talk about this sound doctrine. Don't keep quiet. When you are going on the road, when you woke up in the morning, when you are going to bed, talk to them, to your children. Who are your children? As we all are seated here, God has entrusted each one of us to our spiritual father. There are people around you God has entrusted to you. Do you release this same sound doctrine that you are receiving day in, day out into their life? Or do you just keep quiet and say, I don't know how to go about it. But the Lord is saying this morning, don't be ashamed. Don't be timid. It doesn't matter how much they question you. Speak the gospel. The last verse. Some people may contradict our teaching. But these are the words. Wholesome teaching of God. Our Lord Jesus Christ. This teaching promotes what? A godly life. The purpose of releasing this message, the purpose of you preaching this gospel, the purpose of you transferring this deposit that you have received is for what? To promote a godly living. The purpose of sound doctrine is for we to have a godly living. That is the purpose of sound doctrine. Sound doctrine helps us to walk in a line to what the scripture have been recorded, the lifestyle we are all to follow. So this morning, this is the word of God for you. I pray that this word will transform and equip, instruct, and expose every hidden motives in your heart in the name of Jesus. Shall we stand up on our feet and pray? Precious Father, we thank you. We lift your name high. You are marvelous, God. You are dependable, God. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Because I believe and we believe you have done a new thing in our life through your word this morning. Thank you, Father, because you have broken every bondages, every fake doctrines, every fake teachings, every fake conversation that affected our life. Lord, thank you, Father, because you are setting us free this morning in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord, you will enable us to speak by faith and not to be ashamed. Help us to become the carrier and a custodian of your word. A still word. To this sound doctrine, we glorify your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Have your way. In Jesus' name we prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you for downloading today's sermon. We hope this minister to you and your family today. Connect with us at dreamingrevival.com and you are welcome to join in to any of our Sunday celebration service at 11 a.m. Or you can tune in to our live stream at youtube.com slash God bless you and have a blessed week.